0: Hello and welcome to this week's MTD podcast. We are proud to introduce Andy Seuss from Bedford CNC. My name though, first of all, and probably most importantly in my own mind, Colin Griffiths, MTD. I've been with the company now, oh, six years of hell. Too long. Yeah, I heard that, but time I'd like to say time served engineer, but my background is finance, so I'm learning every day, both in finance and engineering, but it's been a fantastic journey. And part of that, I have to thank the boss, Paul Jones. Yes, Paul, MTD. Been going to 2007, taking over the globe now in terms of engineering and a huge amount that we're, we're supplying. Well, we're providing marketing promotion to many, many OEMs, machine tool suppliers and anything in a machine shop, basically. Absolutely. And, he, and people are even buying machines because of seeing what we're doing, like this gentleman here. Yes, we'll, we'll come to that in a minute. Don't don't keep your powder dry, as, as, as our cameraman Chris says. And the reason we are here is a time-served engineer, Mr. Andy Seuss. Uh, the crowd go wild Bedford CNC he is a definitely a time-served engineer having served an apprentice apprentice you served an apprentice an apprenticeship even tell it Andy let's crack on where, oh where where did you start what did you do uh, W.H. challenge in Bedford right now if anybody doesn't know that what do they do there they were uh, they manufactured pumps turbines
1: and Diesels okay and for um, were they involved with Rolls-royce at all uh, they were bought out by Rolls-royce oh. um, so it was, yeah became a rolls royce subsidiary company yeah
0: okay and what did you do there not a lot i heard but (laughs) i was an apprentice um and
1: then once i finished my apprenticeship i went on to the um borers in the little
0: jig house just by number two shop okay there's all sorts of gags about being good on a borer yeah why is that because i'm boring (laughs) i think i'm thinking more of my dancing skills of the jig but so what sort of what machines were you running it was a sip uh swiss um borer there's Paul having a little sip in the background, but that's another type. A Swiss bore. So what were you actually manufacturing on
1: that? We were, Doing all sorts for the turbines and the pumps, um, just anything
0: really. It was a long time ago now, Colin. Okay, well, so you must have started when you were at elite, what five maybe? Or like <laughs> not, it is not, as a, not not as young as that, no. This is a, this is a this is not a visual program, so we're right on that one. And I heard a rumour though that you bumped into Paul at WHLM, Is that correct? Uh, no, because Paul, I was before Paul. I'm a class of seventy nine, <laughs> so
1: that's a long time ago. Class
2: of seventy nine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And How then,
2: many apprentices did they have in that year?
1: I think it was about 40. Um, yeah. There was, seven, was 79, there was 40, there was, and we split into mechanical and technical um, and it just depended on your, your school grades where you went. Um, if you were good so, on the machines, you stayed on the machines.
0: So where did you come Andy? I came on the machines mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this ties in nicely as well, Mr, Mr Jones, because allegedly you've got an engineering background as well. Where did you work?
2: Well I did my apprenticeship exactly the same as Andy at WH Allen but I was, I was in the class of 1991 I was, so I was 12 years 12 years behind and actually it just shows the difference in the, the amount of apprentices they took on because it was only about seven in our year so uh, uh, during that sort of 80s period. Obviously, they they've reduced quite a lot of the uh, the intake of apprentices, which was which was a shame. And I think even the year after mine, it was less less than that. Well, it's even
0: less now, isn't it?
2: Well, actually, in but recent it, years, it's kind of gone up. No, it's totally yeah, it, cause yeah, cause a challenge.
0: Yeah, because it's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. but, um, <laughs> it's a block of posh flats. <laughs> that's <laughs>
1: the reason why we've got a skill shortage now. Because of in the 70s and early 80s, they were taking on. Each company was taking on so many apprenticeships, uh, but now it just dwindled after that, uh, and that's why we're in a position in engineering and manufacturing where there's a massive skill shortage, uh, and we're just trying to scramble to to close that gap a little bit.
0: Yeah, but I just can't see how it can be done. But I think, and well, uh, value uh, value. Well, your your opinion, Andy, probably not Paul's, but. All, all, all the guys these days just want to get on the, on the computers and CAD cams and, and you've got a fantastic new machine, which we'll come to in a minute. It is making engineering easier, I'll say, but you still need to have those skills. It's, it's easier for, for machine-wise because you've got the controls on the machines that are
1: either conversational or you've got, as you say, your CAD cam. But you still need to know the fundamentals of how to start a job, uh, how to go about it, how to pick up a block of metal um or plastic uh, and just have a look at it and look at the drawing and decide which way you're going to do it because if you start it wrong you can end up either scrapping the job or making it so difficult that it's not cost effective
2: it was always i don't know when in your first year of the apprenticeship when i was at allen's we didn't do the first year At Allens, we did it actually not far from here, um, where you're now off the road road at the Bedford Training Group. And that was where you started to establish these these skills. I mean, they were just all conventional lathes, conventional milling machines. You were just given a, a block of material and told to... To make something, and you know, I mean, there was good guidance, but it was also quite strict as well. And I, I well, how did you record. cope with that? Well, it was it, it it was it was a really good learning curve. It was a really good learning experience because I had no um, real. Uh, well, I have to be honest. I had not really much interest in engineering before that. I was I was told by uh, my dad. Um, and my mum and dad out the house. To, to basically if, 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 you're, if you're not happy at school go and get a skill go, go and get yeah. a skill and he was an engineer and it was like you know go try, try and get an engineering apprenticeship which I did and you know, to this day, I you know, I, I obviously thank them for that um, for that input because it is important to get a skill. But it was it was a hard first year. Yeah. But
0: those apprenticeships, I mean, people like Incom are doing that sort of thing now, though. Is that correct? Yeah, but it's very condensed. I, f- yeah.
2: I find our apprenticeships. Yeah, much. I mean, my,
0: when I I left
1: school and you had to sign indentures and you got indentured as an apprentice. I it's got indentures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, no. um, but I started in September and the first couple of weeks it was like a whirlwind because as you say allen's had its own training school uh, training center um, it was above the um, blacksmith shop or the smithy shop uh, down the far end and you had to walk up the stairs and you were split into groups and if you if it wasn't right your job it was thrown in the bin it's like you spent hours doing it you thought it was great but the instructors looked at it and threw it in the bin and
0: you had to start again but did they give you guidance as to what was wrong or they just said oh yeah they
1: did yeah and you went back and you corrected what you'd done and and but you then spent sort of six weeks at a time in the different areas, in machining, fitting, which was filing and, and making sure things fitted together, or the Smith shop. Mm-hmm. So the first year was done up there, and then the subsequent three years was done in your department where you were. So if you were good at machining, you went down into a number, uh, number one shop uh, called White City, and you had, a, you had a dedicated instructor there,
0: and you were given production jobs. So what machine? Like you mentioned this, I think you mentioned the six earlier. But what what machines were you sort of trained on? We were trained on um, lathes, mills. Yeah, but what type? I know that, Andy. Oh, no, took-
2: <laughs> Collin, <you, laughs> it, it, it was like. Um- Ascock and Shipleys yeah. and Colchester's and all the really, um, There was the no basics, CNC. The, the, it was all manual mills. Yeah. But that's and, all and, the
0: blasting the parts that we do when we're yeah, out and about. The yeah. old machines, and
2: I, and I think that is one of the biggest, uh, the biggest factors in in learning. When, like Andy said, when you get a part and you have to make it from start to finish manually, and that includes the, the measurement, the vernier calipers, the plug gauges, all of those fits. Whereas nowadays, it's stick it on a CMM, check it, and, and that tells you, you know. Um, even even you know polished finishes using a bit of emery tape to get the finish yeah. all these things that, scratching
1: like, your nail across it to make sure that you got the right one and then checking it on the surface block to make sure it's, tell you up what, the it's
0: like standing opposite Waldorf and Statler here <laughs> chatting away about the old no, days it,
1: I can't I can't remember having a digital vernier when I was um, doing my apprenticeship it was all a manual vernier so you had to you Know, read the lines and, and get it right, and things like I that. I mean, so.
2: he uses them as a spanner, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what they are. are they? <laughs> so, what I'm going to ask you, what is What's your favorite machine at Alan's? Favorite machine at Alan's?
2: Oh, I
1: don't Coffee know. machine, yeah, probably was because <laughs> we used to queue up for that in the mornings, you know, before you start. But, um, yeah, yeah, there was no real favorite, it was just you were just there to learn. And, and it's like, uh, yeah, you, it's later in life when you find out what you really want to do and what, you know, whether it's milling or turning. Yeah. Um, well, but you yeah. do both.
0: We'll come I, to Bedford t in a minute. Yeah. Okay then, you're not sure about, what you, you can't name specific machines. Now, W.A.H. Adams has closed now. Yes. Per, not, not just because it's gone five o'clock but because permanently. <laughs> but um, what was the biggest disaster you've had there? Did you just do one job and think, oh, I've, I've really cocked this up? No. That you can admit to <laughs> as a time-served <laughs> engineer. Um,
1: not really because there was always a way around it. It was either... Hide you know. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Slip it in the old batch. That'll do. Weren't mine. Done on another shift.
0: <laughs> You've been going to the Paul Jones School of Engineering, haven't you? I tell
2: you well, what, yeah. you say it's closed and yeah, not just now but permanently. I, I understand now looking back, having having sort of learnt through industry in the last sort of two decades exactly why it shut. Because it was the most unproductive company that you could ever come across I mean it really really was you know um, I'm
0: looking at you two right now is that (laughs) a reason I
2: I mean it's just astonishing when when I look back now and think of how they used to measure times on jobs what jobs you did next Um, there was no streamlining of processes there was no I don't know the the, the whole thing. There was waiting at stores for for thing. I mean, not
0: the long wait. Yeah, ways, yeah, waiting the, the long wait. That hook. Was a... <laughs> it.
2: It really was to me. It was a classic educational facility that that wasn't wasn't um, worthy of being a, a privately owned or a publicly owned company. Wow. It was just, and I mean that, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. Was, no, I think no, true. you could
1: see that when you're working there because you, you know, you queue up, you have to log on the job, log off the job. That took time, and then you're always waiting around. You know, go to the stores, you've got to get your chitty, and and it was just, yeah, long winded, and yeah, and also it was there were old machines, there were. When I was there, there was very, very few. If there were N- there were NC tape machines, mm-hmm. there was not any CNC
2: machines when I was there. So, the- and that's right. And I remember you. If if you needed a program in a machine. You had to ring a guy up, and yeah, he, up to the he, programming he, office. the programming office, and he might have been, you know, in in machine shop number three, and he said, hey, "I'll I'll be there after lunch." And you, oh, so what? That that's oh, that's two and a half hours. Okay, so what we're going to do for two and a half hours? Well, I know what. I'll I'll tidy the machine up. Yeah. or sweep round. I mean, but you logged
1: off your job and logged yeah. on to waiting. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when super he, efficient. Yeah. And, like, but that's but that's the way it was. Yeah, and you you know as you say, engineering has moved on massively. Um, you know, but more, you know, productive and more efficient. But when, yeah, when you look back and you reminisce, those are the days. days those yeah. Are the... Paul,
0: what about you? Any any favourite moments? Favourite machines? Oh,
2: I got so many. For I mean, I, I have to say that I think it was, it was one of the the worst and the best times of my life working at that company for for, for several reasons. Best because it really set a foundation for engineering as to what was going to become for my career. But worst, just. I don't know I just I just you know I wasn't interested when I was there sometimes and I used to scrap things and we talk about all the things that that uh, we talk about now that you know there used to be people I don't know um, taking the mickey out of each other and it, I mean it, it, was, it was kind a, of fun it was at the a same family. time but it, it was, was a
1: family when you went there you had you had banter you had laugh with each other I mean I remember I organised. me. We as number two shop. We organised a day trip to to Bruges on the bus. Did you log out and then just log back in when you got <laughs> yeah. back? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? The whole shop had a day off yeah. and yeah. went
2: went to uh, went to Bruges on the bus. Well, you well, know, well, well, this is the thing. I mean, I remember. I remember. And again, you talk about best and worst times. I think, as I say, it was a foundation for me. But worst times, I think, things like I, I could. Looking back, I could not turn up for a week, and then when you turn up after a week, my foreman would say, "What happened last week?" So "Oh, I rang in sick last Monday." "Oh, did you?" Yeah, we, "We got no log of that." "Yeah, yeah," and I hadn't, you know. And you'd, you'd got to Wednesday and thought, "Shall I ring in now?" "I'll just wait now." "Too, too late, late now." Just, "Too late now." "I'll just turn up on Monday and say," you know, "and it's stuff like that was just incredible." Wasn't and part of wasn't part of your holiday sort of allowance
0: your sickness. You, you had to take at least. Well, there's to always to take two this weeks. thing
2: around the shop that if you hadn't had ten days a year off sick you know you needed to use your 10 days a year I mean it's just unbelievable isn't it and I think that when I look back at it I used to play football on night shifts kicking the ball up and down the gangways um, sleeping sleeping on night shifts yeah I mean it was just the good old
0: days of engineering but I did
2: learn a lot um worst things I I used to hate having to get there at half past seven in the morning and I used to be flying into the car park and running up to clock in and it might be you get three minutes a day you do yeah Yeah. if I remember it's three minutes three minutes a day so if that over the course of a week, if you went over your 21 minutes or whatever it was, then you lost an hour's pay or whatever. But things like that and waiting to, at the end of the day, you wash up at four in the afternoon. Although you don't finish till half hopper's four. You clock yeah. out at half four. So at four o'clock, you go and wash your hands, you get ready. And then you're standing by the clocking machine at 28 minutes past four. Wait. Uh, waiting for, I mean, it's, you know, you can't yeah,
1: wait Waiting for it to click over to 4.30 yeah. so you can...
0: Knockout speeding yeah. out a car, put down the pump. <laughs> now, I'm going to move us on because I'm sure that's. I'm, 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 I'm having a raw chuckle here, it is very entertaining. But another reason we're here, we're at Bedford CNC, is because you've moved a long way as well. You know, time, time served engineer. Yeah, we we first met you ooh, four or five years ago. You, I'm gonna to have to mention it, the trusty old beaver, which has gone to the engineering heaven, I would say. I would say so, yeah, absolutely. But you know, things have moved on, you, you don't need your you Know your manual verniers and things like that, but you've got, I mean, state of the art DMG standing next next to me right now. Well, I'm standing next to it. DMG Mori CMX 800V. What on earth does that mean to people out there? Um, it's a, it's a miller machine, it's 800 mil in
1: X, um, 560 in Y, and 570 in Z. So it's a, a, a fairly big cube of material that you can get on those there.
0: measurements. That's not a cube, Andy. You're, you're an engineer,
1: <laughs> they're millimeters, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so you get fair sized jobs on there or or multiple jobs but just the change in technology from you know the old bridgeport mills and stuff like that yeah from when i
1: started as an apprentice in 79 um to to now
0: technology's moved on
1: massively um as as we've touched on allens it was tape tape machines they, plug, um, plug machines. they had plug board machines? They had plugboard machines yeah in the turning shop and to, to now what we're doing with CAD cam and uh, and everything like that because it was all old school you wanted um, arcs and radiuses it all had to be calculated out properly um, and I think sometimes you lose that but these machines now I've got with the controls um, we've got the shop mill control on here the Siemens 840D and that's got trig and, and all sorts. You don't need a calculator. You well, just,
0: I could see, I also spy your old Zeus book dating to 1980, which yes. it's, it's not even like Trigger's broom. That is the original, isn't it? It is the
1: original, and uh, it's got my name written in it in pen on one of the pages. So if anyone did nick it in them days, I could go and borrow it back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Paul dropped it in earlier, the theme. <laughs> and so I and never type. used one. Um, what, that, that's what, why none of your jobs is, are right. What, what is
2: interesting is, you, right, and I think this is the reason why engineering is now Sexier than it was back in the in the in the eighties and nineties, because you go back to those times. We talk about where we worked at Allens, and I remember there was a guy, and I mentioned this earlier, uh, Robert Gray, I think his name was, and he used to just work on this on this lathe, and all day um, he would just stand there turning these parts, and it was like it was just relentless, from half seven in the morning to half past four in the afternoon. Well, to four o'clock because he went and washed up and all the fag hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, one after the other. What? I mean, he could smoke in the machine gone, shop. Good yeah, lord. That <laughs> guy must have gone to bed at night thinking, oh, I've got to get up and do that again all day tomorrow. I mean, it must have been so just, I don't know, oh, just just an awful way of life almost. No, in some a sense. people
0: love it though. That's, do, you,
2: do you think well, so? Well, maybe yeah, they do. But they, now it's not like that. You've got this fantastic control, touch screen, guidance. Um, you've got all the. All, all the tools that make engineering so much better, and I think that's where the division has come from, and why we need to educate people.
0: That this yeah. is but good, that, that good, Robert industry. Gray with his fag in his mouth, he was, an, he was an art. I mean, he was an artist. He was making each piece was probably a creation for him. And, no uh, or it's just know. a bit uh, just an easy turn car i think
2: my far from exciting for me <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are far from excited for me but yeah it's where me. we
1: need to encourage like youngsters or even even not youngsters but sort of people that don't know what they want to do get them into engineering it's it's computers it's it's cad cam it's machining it's technology some of the technology is up there right at the edge and if you get different companies that have different jobs and they're doing different things you can work in such a vast um, array of from formula one to aerospace down to just a job in whatever comes through the door there's a massive difference the
0: the parts you can make these days you know just looking at what that is just phenomenal some of the complexity and i think
2: this pandemic has shown is that manufacturing hasn't stopped and it can't stop because it's such a necessity isn't it you know
1: to me to me manufacturing is the only way or one of the only ways we're going to get out of this mess as a as a country to make things to sell and we as a country we've got some fantastic engineers some fantastic companies out there that with machines like we've just got but they're making parts that we can sell and if you're not making parts, you're not selling them, you're not going to grow. And, and me personally, I think, looking back over my time as an engineer and as a machinist, the only way we're going to get out of a mess like we're in through this pandemic is to make things. is to make engineering sexier if you want, absolutely more appealing to, to people. It doesn't matter whether it's a, a man or woman or whatever. Make it appealing to, to people out there to come and join. It's not as dirty as it was. It's cl- and that's where it's I see
2: a big difference. I, I do think I totally agree. I think now that you look at it um, and you see these machines and what they make, and and you look at them and they look good, and you see the metal flying off of them, and and like you say, you know, you're not you've not going home uh, like I used to with uh, cast iron dust in me ears and up my nose and you know in my fingernails. It's it's totally different.
1: It's not yeah. It's not only machines that have come on. It's the coolant and it's the other. Um, consumables around it that have made it uh, as it is as well, because they
0: all come as a package. Well, yeah, it's a whole package from the start, like from the initial supply, the the software systems, because I know you've got a PSL data track, get get it in there because it helps you run the whole machine shop pretty much. So you've got your, your supply of your, your metals, your tooling, your software, your coolant, your lubricant and, and, and your swarf management, the whole package, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I always remember going home from Alan, smelling of the old suds, as they used to call it, uh, the white coolant. I mean, here we use semi-synthetic coolant, which doesn't smell, it doesn't go off. Uh, you have to manage it, but it, it's it's a lot right. more, it's a lot easier to manage than it was in the old days. user-friendly. Yeah, user-friendly, yeah. That's
0: the one. Guys... It's been a it's been a great trip down memory lane. Not maybe not for me, but it's been no, it has, it's been very interesting finding out about WH Allen and the demise of because solely down to you you two and your engineering well, skills. I, 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 I do, don't think so.
2: <laughs> I think there was lots of us, and I you know I, I think that that's. Um, yeah, I just think that they, it was just the way it was in those days. And the company was very successful for many years, wasn't it? You know, it was. Yeah. Of, uh, engines and diesel <sighs> engines around the world. It was. it,
0: But it didn't it, move on from what you're saying.
2: It, it didn't. I, I, I just think it, it yeah, I, I, it didn't move with the times.
1: Yep. Did, I, I, not quickly enough, I don't think. Mm. I mean, it was taken over by Rolls Royce, and, and they're a massive company, but. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, just a aside, there's a WH Allen's Engineering Facebook page which has got lots of history on there, mm-hmm. um, which I've been looking at just lately and found all from from my year as, a, as an apprentice and probably Paul you can look the same. But if anyone out there wants to find out more about Allen's and the rise and fall of, of Henry Allen uh, when he came to Bedford, um, it's all there on the website.
2: Right. W- were they big, just in this area, talking about this geographic area, were they a big supplier or big contractor of work to engineers to smaller companies? I because I wonder whether that would have had an impact in the local local areas as well we
1: did we did an awful lot in-house didn't we yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, so I don't know whether smaller parts went out but yeah. I mean you had number one shot which was turning number two shot and then yeah. number three shot which was heavy yeah. so it may have been that, but yeah
0: and you were impressed with your new machine
1: certainly yeah brilliant yeah
0: guys yeah. I am gonna wrap up there because we've We've gone well over the our allotted time of three minutes. Really okay. hey But I think a couple of key key things we you know, you've got to move on with times, you've got to invest, you've got to keep ahead of the game, and there's lots of big packages out there in terms of not just your machine. Andy Seuss, Bedford CNC, great to have you on board. It really is fantastic. Thank you, Colin, and thank you, Paul. And Paul thank Paul, you. thank you for in partners Learning with your wisdom. There, uh, is that manual one? Alright. That's that's got digital Done. That's it. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you very soon or hear you very soon. Thank you very much. Thank you.